One other, if the, if the, if the uh, special counsel who's starting to take gas for your testimony, would you give testimony? That was Biden asked about the special counsel, asked simply, very simply asked, if the special counsel asked for your testimony, would you test, would you give testimony? He goes, I don't even know about this special counsel. Can you imagine Trump being so cavalier and so dismissive of any of the millions of investigations? But he gets a free pass. Of course he gets a free pass. He's not expecting to have absolutely any consequences for his actions. That's how the deep state rolls. That's how things work for them. Rules for me and rules for thee, but no rules for them. I know I butchered it. I know I butchered it. It's the last day of the month, Jen, uh, of the first, it's the last day of the first month of the year, folks. 2023, the first month is already just about in the bag. Isn't that incredible? If you're like me, you're just barely remembering to put 23 when you put the dates, not 22. Maybe it's just me. Big hug to all of y'all. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your brother. My name is James, the Black Conservative Patriot. Now, Oversight Chair James Comer has been very, very clear that these investigations into Hunter Biden and, uh, and the Biden family is really an investigation into the Bidens, including the president. House Oversight Committee Chairman Representative James Comer said on Monday that he's prepared to investigate anyone that was in business with the Bidens as the committee prepares to hold its first public hearing related to its investigation of President Joe Biden. Speaking of the reporters at the National Press Club, Comer said he expects Hunter Biden's bank records to shed light on the Biden family's possible unlawful, unlawful business practices. Anyone that was in business with the Bidens that were on these accounts, that were partners in these LLCs, they need to tell everyone exactly what the business was. You got a two, three million dollar wire from this company that's affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party. What service were you providing? Because it wasn't real estate. They weren't manufacturing anything. What were they doing? So that's what he's doing. That's what the oversight is doing. They are going after anyone, investigating, not going after, investigating anyone that did business with the Bidens. But James Comer has been very clear. It's the president, Joe Biden, that's under investigation. But of course, that's being dismissed by the Democrats as, as a nothing burger. So uh, yesterday on MSNBC, Representative James Clyburn was on, and let's let's do a quick a quick stroll down memory lane, like memory lane, like really recently, like just a few months ago. Everyone's coming out. Oh my goodness, no, uh, uh, Trump. He had he had confidential and classified documents in his possession. He went through two impeachment hoaxes. He went through the Mueller investigation, the Russian collusion hoax, which of course was all started by Hillary Clinton. All of his people around him, they even either turned them and threw them in jail. Yeah, we're talking about you, Michael Cohen. Or they got the squeeze, Paul Manafort, Roger Stone. All these people uh, associated, uh, his CFO, uh, Mr. Weissel, was it Weisselberg? I can't remember. The CFO of Trump Organization. But Tony Podesta does the same thing. No problem. He didn't register as a foreign agent. 
but everyone else does. And look at the, uh, the, the hell they made the life of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. But what do we have now? We have James Clyburn with all the seriousness that he can muster with a straight face told anchor Chris Hayes that the House Republicans' upcoming investigations were a waste of time and get this, an attempt to score political points. Congressman, having been through this a number of times now, having gone for, for the majority to the minority, having watched Republicans launch a series of investigations where they get the gavel, what is your expectation and posture toward these various investigations that they are gearing up to do? And Claiborne said, I think they are very, very unnecessary. They are a waste of time. I think they have proved that with Benghazi, we know what the result was. Two and a half years. I don't know how much money was spent. It was off or not. It may have some detriment to Hillary Clinton, but that is not what we run government for. Government is really here to address the things that are po- really possible. Okay, government is here to really address the th- the things that are really responsible and things that really get the country moving, get people lives in order. Spoken like a true Democrat. Like the government's job is to get your life in order and make you happy. Hell no. Government's job is to. Enforce laws, give us basic infrastructure, defend our republic, including at the southern border, which we'll get to in a second, and get the hell out of our way so we can pursue our happiness. Because if you give government power to uh, make your life better, and that's a responsibility to take care of you, then tyrants and despots will rise and abuse that power. Happens every single damn time. Do not trust anyone that is for big government. They have an ulterior motive. Always trust someone who wants to get the government out of your way and give you back more power, responsibility, and freedom. Not Remember, this is not the government's job to give you these things. These things are given to us by God Almighty himself, our Father in heaven. It is his that he has given us. And that is what our forefathers knew. And they enshrined the ultimate law of this land to be the Constitution to support and to make very clear that these rights are ours and are inalienable. Well, in, in the Declaration of Independence, they, they just let us know that these are inalienable rights for us and that we are to have them and the Constitution guarantees those rights that are God-given, not from government. But I love what Clyburn says here. It's a waste of time. It's political. Oh, so what was the Mueller report? That wasn't political? Literally an investigation into allegations made up by the Hillary Clinton camp because they were guilty of being cozy with Russia. Uranium one, anyone? And now, and this is why, this is why Joe Biden is so cavalier. I don't even know about the special counsel. I don't even know about that. Why is he worried about it? Look at look at what is being said right now to Congress by the Department of Justice. The DOJ informed House Judiciary Committee Republicans on Monday that it could not fulfill all of their requests relating to the investigation into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents. Why? Yeah, you in the back of the room. I saw your hand up. You know exactly why. Because of the department's long-standing policy about ongoing investigations. The DOJ told Judiciary Committee Chair Representative Jim Jordan and Representative Mike Johnson that it would instead, per cited policy, maintain the confidentiality of an open investigation. 
That was according to a letter written by the Assistant Attorney General for the Office of Legislative Affairs, Carlos Uriarte. The, the DOJ's letter comes in response to Jordan Johnson requesting way back on January 13th various documents and communications from the department relating to documents with classified markings found at the UPenn Biden Center and Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, dating back to Biden's time as vice president and as a senator. Under Trump, they leak everything like a damn sieve with Biden. It's an ongoing investigation. We can't comment because the fix is in. They just want to squeeze him for him to resign. There will be no justice. Clyburn calls it a waste of time. The DOJ is telling uh, Jordan and Johnson to pound sand. Not that, that not that the House should not be doing this, but that's just the reality of the situation that we're in right now. By the way, folks, let me take a moment here to pay the bills. No, 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 I'm, I don't take on sponsorships. There's no uh, ad placement here. But since we are targeted as Trump Republicans... I want to remind you there's other ways to support us as well. Don't forget that we have a sister YouTube channel in which my daughter, BCP Junior, reports the news. No commentary, just reports the news. The link's down below. Or you can go to bcpreport.com. I'll take you to our other YouTube channel. And I have a show called BCP Unfiltered. And you can access this show one of three ways. If you want to watch the video version, you can go to Locals. Join our community for free over at therealbcp.com. We have exclusive and non-exclusive uh, content over there. Check it out, including our show BCP Unfiltered. Then you can also watch it on Patreon over at bcpextras.com. I need to make a lower third for this, but you can also watch it on Spotify. That's right. You can watch the video version of our other show, BCP Unfiltered, on Spotify. And guess what? You can also catch every episode of this show going forward on Spotify as well. So make sure that you support us over there. Uh, Our podcast of this show and BCP Unfiltered is available on every major podcast format. Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Stitcher. We're on Audible, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. So please support us over there. In just the last few months... We moved into the top 5% of news podcasts uh, on the podcast universe. To put it in perspective, the top 0.1% are great workers like Charlie Kirk and what have you. We'd like to be in that stratosphere eventually, so please support my podcast on those platforms. Okay, getting back to here, folks. Uh, On Friday... General Mike Minahan, commander of the Air Mobility Command, wrote a memo that predicted that we would be at war with China over Taiwan in two years, in 2025. He wrote that the U.S. and Taiwan would be distracted by presidential elections in both countries in 2024 and that Xi Jinping would take the opportunity to move on Taiwan. He said, I hope I am wrong, but my gut tells me we will fight in 2025. Now, Former CIA and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo agrees with this. He said, even though he had not read Manahan's memo, that, quote, the general's point is very well taken. The Chinese Communist Party has frankly been at war at the very least economic war with the United States for 40 years 
and we just turn the other cheek and let them run over us and build their economy on the backs of the American worker. So I'm glad to see this, Pompeo said of the memo. Pompeo sounding a lot like, and as he should because it's the right thing, Trump talking about the abuses of China. But guess what? We're not ready for a war with China, according to experts inside and outside the government. Why? Because we are in the middle of endless arms flow to Ukraine, lowering our cash, our own stash and supply of weaponry. There is growing worry in Washington that the endless weapons support to Ukraine is hurting the U.S.'s ability to deter China from invading Taiwan and win if a conflict with China did break out. A recent analysis warned that, as it currently stands, the U.S. would run out of long-range, precision-guided munitions in a war with China over Taiwan in less than a week. The United States has been slow to replenish its arsenal, and the Department of Defense has only placed on contract a fraction of the weapons it has sent to Ukraine, said Jones uh, of a Washington think tank that looks into these things. He's senior vice president in the, in the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. But guess what? McCarthy is now going through what Nancy Pelosi had to go through. And that is China warning Kevin McCarthy about visiting Taiwan. Remember this? China indirectly warned House Speaker Kevin McCarthy about visiting Taiwan during a press conference on Monday in response to a report indicating that he has plans to go later this year. Quote, We urge certain individuals in the U.S. to earnestly abide by the One China Principle. The spokesperson, Foreign Minister, Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning, said in a briefing yesterday. He added that China is opposed to any official interactions with China. With China. With China isn't opposed to any official interactions with Taiwan, which China considers theirs as their one China policy. So McCarthy's trip would mark the second consecutive year a Speaker of the House has visited the island nation after Representative Nancy Pelosi visited her time during her time in that position. Also at that time, she received warnings from China and the White House. In the end, the Biden administration ultimately supported the trip. McCarthy even supported uh, Nancy Pelosi's trip, by the way. So that's what's going on there. All right, let's bring it back domestically, folks. Uh, I'm looking at these photos of migrants refusing to leave this fancy New York City hotel and they're demanding permanent homes. These are the kinds of illegal immigrants we want, right? They actually have an entitlement mentality and they came into our country illegally. Border crossers who who arrived in New York City on buses from Texas are refusing to leave a luxury Manhattan hotel that city officials had placed them in. Over the weekend, city officials sought to move migrants out of the Watson Hotel in the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood of Manhattan and to Brooklyn's cruise terminal where Eric Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams has constructed a massive shelter for new arrivals. Many of the border crossers staying at the Watson Hotel, paid for, of course, by taxpayers, are refusing to leave and have instead set up a homeless encampment outside the hotel. They are demanding the city cancel rent and provide them with permanent homes. I don't need to read any more, folks. Just the madness. I'm looking at these pictures. All by design, folks. All of this is by design. The Ukraine-Russia conflict and the 
draw drawdown of our military readiness, emboldening Xi Jinping, flooding our borders, and I mean every single picture I'm looking at here of these people demanding military aged men, able bodied men. Full disclosure, folks, if you're new around here, I am black and Latino. I love this country. My wife is a naturalized, which means she legally went through the process to become a citizen of this country, from Mexico. Her family is from uh, Cuernavaca, uh, Mexico State, Hidalgo. My wife is Mexican. And guess what? Poll after poll after poll show that Latino Americans want a strong border. Every single picture I'm seeing here is of able-bodied men, and they want free stuff. I'm not a swearing kind of person, folks, but I almost swore right now looking at this BS. We want free rent. Oh, and Joe Biden is delivering. In the first 30 days of 2023, Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security released from detention more than 550 illegal alien criminals into the United States. That's the latest data from ICE. Uh, The actual number says here, according to them, it's not the ones that came in and got away, just the ones that they've released, knowing 564 illegal aliens with criminal convictions and those with pending criminal charges against them. Sorry, these are 550 illegal alien criminals. These are 550, not not just the act that they criminally and illegally entered into our country, but all actually have criminal convictions or pending criminal charges against them were released. That is why, interestingly enough, in this Trafalgar Group survey, they found that most likely voters actually support the prospect of individual governors asking citizen volunteers to defend the southern border. Can you imagine if Arizona and Texas governors deputized their citizens to defend the border? I tell you, in Texas, for sure, that would end illegal immigration into the United States. It would be a full-on war with the cartels and uh, it would be a bloodbath and I think the cartels would maybe push back, especially if we had someone like Trump that was in office that would support that effort with with, uh, with federal troops. If that were the case and everything worked the way it's supposed to and he didn't have opposition from rhinos and from Democrats, this wouldn't even be a problem. It'd be a minor problem. The survey asked respondents, if your state governor asked for citizens to volunteer to help defend the southern border, would you support that governor? Almost 52% said yes, they would support such an action. Now, of course, Democrats are not generally supportive of that idea because in their mind, the government's supposed to take care of everything and they want illegal immigration because they are brainwashed. Let's go into D.C., where this very interesting uh, thing is happening. And I'm seeing all of these uh, uh, articles getting mad because Matt Gates was on MSNBC 
and said that the new house rules were supported by AOC and other populists on the left. Heaven forbid that populists on the left and populists on the right can actually agree on something. They must always sow seeds of division, animus, and opposition. And strife. Hardliner GOP Representative Matt Gates joined MSNBC's Ari Melber on Monday to discuss a variety of issues resulting from the battle to elect Kevin McCarthy, an effort that Gates initially opposed. The At Times tense interview featured a rare moment in which the hard-right Republican embraced Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez as Gates boasted of her support for the new House rules package he fought for. Been a little while, so people have seen you there. We look at the new rules. First question, what do you think you or the Republican caucus are now achieving under these new rules? Well, these new rules will last long past my time in Congress, or McCarthy's as Speaker, Gates says, and they democratize the process so that individual members can offer amendments, can target spending for reductions. It was even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that won on Alex Wagner's program during this balloting and said a lot of things that we were fighting for as conservative populists were supported by populists on the left because it didn't concentrate so much power in the hands of the speaker and the leadership. I think that will vindicate the service of all 435 members. Wow. Then, so AOC, look, good rules. See, if you're principled, if you're a principal, do you realize how many Bernie bros in 2016 jumped on the Trump train? Because Bernie Sanders was talking about a lot of the same problems that Trump was addressing. It's just that the socialist Marxist idea of fixing every woe, including the woes created by government, is more government. The conservative view is less government and more individual freedom and responsibility. But we can recognize the same problems. What happens is the TDS, the Trump derangement syndrome, is so bad. The partisanship, partisanship is so bad that they just go in line with their party and they don't even see the problems or they, they rehash the same problems the Democrats do that are their own fault. But when you have principles, even as a leftist, you realize, look, we have these problems. And sometimes even a conservative brings a solution. And I like what Matt Gates said here. These new rules will last long past my time in Congress or Kevin McCarthy's as Speaker as they democratize the process so that individual members can offer amendments. How could someone not be behind that, even in AOC? Matt Gates was also asked, let's take a look at some of the rules. As you mentioned, a single member instead of a larger group can force a kind of no confidence vote, a longer time to read the bills, Thus far, do you feel that McCarthy is following all of this and do you expect there to be a potential no-confidence vote in his tenure or that's probably off the table now? Yeah, why is it a bad thing? Why would AOC not be behind longer time to read bills and for Democrats to be able to add amendments individually? Well, Matt Gates' answer to a revolt against Kevin McCarthy, says, I don't expect it, though, of course, it is good for the health of the institution for any speaker to know that one member could call for a vote on their reign in power. I'm particularly pleased that Kevin McCarthy has been meeting his commitments on policy, on procedures, and on personnel. So far, folks, it looks like that fight was very well worth it. We've got Biden touting a $1.2 trillion infrastructure spending spree 
At the same time, he refuses to sit at the table for debt ceiling negotiations. Yesterday in Baltimore, Maryland, where he was touting a tunnel project, he addressed uh, the folks about all this coming from the funds of his $1.2 trillion Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which he signed last year. But at the same time, he's refusing to spend uh, to, to cut out negotiations. He's refusing spending cuts negotiations with Republican lawmakers. Spend, spend, spend. That's all I got to say about that. How about some good news? The GOP-led House Judiciary Committee and Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government uh, have a plan to adopt a rule that's going to allow the Republican members to issue subpoenas without having to consult Democrats that way they can uh, they can move things quicker. The plan articulated to the GOP members of the select subcommittee by its top Republican, Jim Jordan, will expect the subpoena process as both panels move forward with the probes of the Biden administration. It reflects the urgency of Republican plans to investigate the Biden administration on several fronts. The rule will allow Republican members to issue subpoenas without consulting Democrats days ahead of time, according to three sources familiar with the matter. And that's CNN reporting. Once again, we've got Republicans going after the rhinos. New Hampshire Republicans are offering up a resolution at the state's... Con- uh, uh, New Hampshire Republicans on Saturday, excuse me, had a resolution to censure Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. In other words, Republicans are MAGA, America first, and tired of the rhinos. That is where our little hearts really are at. Okay, folks, we've got the ACLU backing Trump's reinstatement on Facebook. So we've got AOC agreeing with Matt Gates, and now we've got the far-left American Civil Liberties Union doing what the American Civil Liberties Union used to do and not support free speech and not be completely partisan. They used to be very left, 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 uh, 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 liberalism and support of the Constitution, at least the First Amendment. The far-left American Civil Liberties Union supports Meta's decision to reinstate President Donald Trump on Facebook and Instagram. It was, uh, last week it was announced by Meta official Nick Clegg that President Trump would be reinstated. By the way, let me see if Facebook has reinstated me. I'm going to do this live right here. Yep. They I tried to start a new account with Facebook to promote this channel. The idea is if this this show is copacetic enough for YouTube, should be copacetic enough for Facebook, immediately ban me from even starting a new account. No reason. You, I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, the ACLU said Quote, like any other Facebook or Instagram user, Mr. Trump is subject to our community standards. In light of his violations, he now faces heightened penalties for repeat offenses. That's what came from Facebook. The ACLU said this is the right call. Like it or not, President Trump is one of the country's leading political figures, and the public has a strong interest in hearing his speech. Wow. Okay, folks, we got to look at this. Gina Rett reported that Adam Schiff was slammed with ethics complaint 
over his ad one day after announcing the Senate bid because he used footage uh, from, he used video from himself uh, in Congress and that's considered using government video and is not his to use. So he got an ethics complaint against him. Now here's what's wild. It's CNN. It's CNN actually questioning and going after somewhat Adam Schiff, both him and uh, the Minnesota representative and Eric Swalwell were on the Sunday show with CNN. And when asked about his hoaxes, the Democrat liar tripled down on the Russian collusion hoax. You said that there was direct evidence of the fact that Donald Trump colluded with Russia back in 2016. Special counsel Robert Mueller said in his report, quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government. And let's not forget that he had in, in a skiff a whole bunch of on record testimonies and depositions from people within the former Obama administration and the government say that they didn't they didn't see anything that said that Russian was collusion was Russia was colluding with Trump. That's what they said on the record under uh, under under per, under um, threat of perjury. They said that that was hidden by Schiff and all those people out there said, "Oh, there's collusion in plain sight." Even though under perjury, they said they'd never seen it before, and Schiff tried to hide that. And thanks to Rick Grinnell, we got that information. Republicans argue that's proof that you used your position on the Intelligence Committee to intentionally mislead Americans, which is why you should not be on that committee. If you read the Mueller report, uh, he makes clear, uh, even in the first few pages of the report, that he states no conclusion on whether Donald Trump and his campaign colluded with the Russians. But uh, Bill Barr clarified that. Even Bill Barr, the backstabbing deep state, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard. Even he said, no, that there was no collusion. And that's why he got so much animus. Remember, uh, 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 you either find someone guilty or not, uh, uh, or innocent. Or excuse me, you either find someone guilty or not guilty. It's that thing. There was collusion or you didn't find collusion. You can't say it's inconclusive. And that's why A.G. Bill Barr gave more clarity. But what he does reveal in this report, what we found in our investigation, is that Donald Trump's campaign manager was sharing in... Okay, so what I really want to get to here is this. Ahead of the first Trump impeachment, he said the committee had not spoken to a whistleblower. In fact, they're turned out to, they're turned out not to be true. So he, he doubles down on the Russian collusion, and then Dana Bash actually comes out with this question. And of course, Shifty Schiff, being a liar and a master of bullshit had this to say. View another. He says that um, this is part of, the, uh, of a pattern. Ahead of the first Trump impeachment, you said the committee had not spoken to a whistleblower. In fact, that turned out not to be true. You know, the Washington Post uh, said so in their, in their fact check. Uh, the Washington Post uh, uh, identified that, yes, before the person became a whistleblower, they sought advice from the committee. Uh, when I was asked the question, I thought they were referring to whether we had brought the whistleblower in. Uh, and I should have been more clear in my answer. <laughs> Even when caught in a lie, he stumbles over his words. Uh, 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 he wasn't a, he was a whistleblower. That's what you called him later. But when he came forward as a whistleblower, we didn't officially call him a whistleblower yet. So therefore, I didn't speak with a whistleblower. 
And Dana Bash also asked Eric Swalwell about Fang Fang. CNN is desperate uh, for views, so they're trying to seem like actual journalists. Congressman, you were also removed uh, by Republicans from the Intelligence Committee. What the speaker said about you is that beginning in 2012, a suspected Chinese spy developed ties to you and... Known Chinese spy, folks. We know Fang Fang is a Chinese spy. ...to your office, even put an intern uh, there, raised campaign funds for you. You say very clearly you cut off ties with this person back in 2015 when you found out you cooperated with the FBI. But the bottom line question... Remember, everything is like, oh, when you got caught and you cooperated, that makes, that makes it okay. That makes it okay for Mike Pence. That makes it okay for Joe Biden. But it doesn't make it okay for Trump because he's not cooperating. When actually he is, by the way. ...question is this. Did you put yourself in a vulnerable position in any way so that this alleged Chinese spy could have benefited or even learn American secrets? Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, but Dana, uh, don't take my word for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. But don't take my word for it. Because a whole bunch of people covered for me. Trust those cover-up artists. Take the FBI's word for it. They never talk about ongoing investigations. And, and former Chairman Schiff knows this uh, as a member of the Gang of Eight. Three different times they came out and said, Two things. All I did was help them, and also I was never under any suspicion of wrongdoing. Yeah. Oh, trust the FBI. Well, I can tell you what you can trust, folks. You can trust that I will be back later today with more reporting. Thanks for being here. Please do me a favor. Like and share this video. Those are the two biggest things you can do. If you're like the 2.5% of people who are not subscribers that actually got presented this information by YouTube... Please do us a favor and hit the subscribe button and notification bell. Until much later, ciao, goodbye, God bless.